Back in 2015, I'd gone to work for one of my clients, uh, leading their sales and marketing team. And uh, we did what's called the Strengths Finder. So the Clifton Strengths Finder, it's a fantastic uh, assessment that helps you to identify your strengths. There's an accompanying book with that. Um, and uh, that's by, done by Gallup. And uh, so typically people do their top five, but really there's 34 strengths that they've identified. And so you take an assessment and based upon your answers, they provide you what your top five or really all 34 in order of kind of strength. So I did that uh, back in 2015. And when I did that, um, the top five, actually the top 10, 15 were pretty dang spot on. Um, and I'd be happy to share those with you later. But, but for the sake of this conversation, I want to talk about the one that I really struggled with. Um, empathy was number 31 on my list of 34. Welcome to Authentic Conversations. I'm your host, Ryan James Miller, and I believe the way to freedom, fulfillment, and success ultimately comes by living as the most authentic version of yourself. If you're ready to live the life you've dreamed of, you're in the right place. All right. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Authentic Conversations. Today's a solo episode, and I'm going to jump right into this one. I want to talk about triggers. Uh, I'm going to talk about one specific trigger, uh, but uh, let me preface this by saying I'm not talking about a gun. I'm not talking about a trigger on a gun. I'm talking about things that trigger us. Um, and so when I say that, that could be something maybe that annoys you, um, that brings up a bad memory, uh, that frustrates you. Like there's just a lot of different things that can trigger us. Sometimes food can be a trigger. Uh, people can be a trigger. Uh, events. Anyway, so there's just so many things. Specifically for me, I want to share uh, an experience that I had recently that triggered me. And it triggered me in a way that it brought my past back to kind of haunt me to some degree. Uh, and so I wanted to, uh, I wanted to just t t talk a little bit about it. So, um, I have been going through a bit of a business rebrand, nothing significant from an aesthetic perspective per se, uh, just getting more and more clear on the audience that I'm serving, the audiences that I'm serving, uh, the product and services that we're offering, uh, to, uh, businesses, to individuals. So as we've been working through that, I have been uh, changing up my content on social media and my email newsletter. By the way, if you're not subscribed to my email newsletter, uh, we're going to put a link below. You can do that and you can get a weekly, a weekly newsletter into your inbox. That's a great way uh, just to learn tips, tricks uh, on just growing uh, your uh, professional success, your personal success. There's a lot that I share there. Um, anyway. So uh, as we've been kind of reshaping that content, I've had different people that I love, I care about, I trust uh, checking into that or looking in on that content to determine um, how, it, how it's going and how it looks, how it's being perceived. So as I've been doing that, um, I had a friend that reached out to me, sends me a text, says, hey, you got a chance to talk, you got a few minutes. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so then we hopped on the call and he proceeded to tell me that he felt like 
some of my, or that my content was lacking empathy, uh, that he just really wasn't feeling as though I was leaning into people's situations when I was talking about the principles, practices, tips, tactics, all those things that I share. And um, I'll fast forward to the end by uh, of that conversation by saying he gave me a lot of really good information and insight, things that have actually changed pretty quickly uh, because I thought he made some great points. Um, it also made me think that, you know, it's hard uh, when we're sharing sound bites on social media, caption clips on social media uh, to capture everything that we want to say, every emotion that we want to we want to share. So sometimes that can be a little bit challenging. But in addition to all the great things I learned, that was also a trigger. And that was a trigger because back in 2015, I'd gone to work for one of my clients uh, leading their sales and marketing team. And uh, we did what's called the Strengths Finder. So the Clifton Strengths Finder, it's a fantastic uh, assessment that helps you to identify your strengths. There's an accompanying book with that. Um, and uh, that's by done by Gallup. And uh, so typically people do their top five, but really there's 34 strengths that they've identified. And so you take an assessment and based upon your answers, they provide you what your top five or really all 34 in order of kind of strength. So I did that uh, back in 2015. And when I did that, um, the top five, actually the top 10, 15 were pretty dang spot on. Um, and I'd be happy to share those with you later, but, but for the sake of this conversation, I want to talk about the one that I really struggled with. Um, empathy was number 31 on my list of 34. Now I want you to understand something. Most people are like, well, I mean, maybe that's not that big of a deal. Others are like, oh my gosh, you're an awful person. Empathy is so far down. So that doesn't necessarily mean just because it's 31 or 34 doesn't mean that, that you're not empathetic. It just means that you have a lot of other strengths that dominate um, far more than, than one that would be that far down the list. The other thing that I should say is um, I felt like at that point in my life, I was a lot more understanding of people, that I was a lot more considerate of other people's feelings and beliefs. And so that caught me off guard a little bit. And then finally, in addition to my full-time role in that organization, I was also a pastor of a church at that time. And so I thought to myself, holy smokes, God calls me to care for people, to love on them, to support them, to lean into them. And my ability to empathize is that far. Like I just felt miserable so anyway, like my buddy shares this with me, uh, and, and, and it, it, it's just a trigger. I mean, how many times are, are, are you triggered in a certain way? Um, I can think of a lot of other instances of areas that I've grown in over the years and somebody will say something to me that triggers a past experience, or they say that I, you know, I, I, I am a way I used to be, and I really struggle with that. So I'm sure that you right now are kind of reliving your own struggle in this area. And I'm sure everybody has, has felt this way a time or two. And so it's like, what do you do? Uh, not just with the trigger, but, but, but first, like, what do you do when you realize that you want to be a certain way and you're not? 
Well, some of us just ignore that, um, which, I mean, I guess there's probably some cases for that. But in this instance of empathy, I didn't want to ignore it. I actually wanted to be more empathetic. Um, not just for the sake of my score going up or, or it being higher up my strengths list, but because I truly wanted to lean into to empathize with other people as they were walking through their journey of life. Um, it, it, I mean, in today's day and age, man, do we, do we need that so badly? I wanted that at that time as a pastor, as a leader of a team. I want that now as a coach. And so I started to study. I, I dug in, I Googled, I watched YouTube videos, and I read books, trying to gain a better understanding for what it meant to empathize. Um, and I learned so, so much um, about empathy and about areas that um, I was easily coming across as unempathetic. Part of the reason that's the case for me is not because I don't care about people, but because in my own life, I value black and white in the, like, I understand there's a lot of gray in this world, but I understand, like, just tell me like it is. If you don't like something, tell me. If you want something to change, tell me. I don't have to abide by what you've requested, but I want to know. I don't want to play games. I don't want the in-betweens. I don't want to pussyfoot through things. I'm all about uh, confronting difficult conversations and challenging situations. And I want to do that in the best way possible. But I like to be treated that way. And so therefore, because that's my preference, I then naturally am going to treat other people that way. When in reality, that's not how everybody likes to be treated. And that alone can come across as unempathetic. Even today, when I'm creating content, when I'm thinking about like I've had a conversation with a client or a prospective client, or I read something on the internet and I want to share, whether it's my opinion or a, a teachable moment, an illustration, something that I believe will be helpful to other people, I need to be aware of the fact that I can easily just come across as a jerk telling people what to do. And maybe sometimes I actually want to do that, like intentionally, but other times I really want to be helpful, but I want them to see that I'm leaning into their situation, that I'm trying to understand from their perspective, the reasons that they're struggling with those things, not just assuming that they're bad people and therefore they need to change. Anyway, so I, I've learned from this. I've changed a lot as the result of this. And so then fast forward all the way back to uh, my buddy telling me, uh, you know, you're, you're missing empathy in these situations. I was just like, oh my gosh, like we're back to square one. But it was good because it, it, it gave me the opportunity to reassess and reevaluate kind of how far I've come in this idea of empathy it allowed me to identify a few areas that I needed to still uh, grow in or I needed a refresher course in. Um, and the other thing that it did that was really good for me was it tested my ability to take feedback that was triggering. I mean, th this is a topic for a whole other conversation, but it's like, how how good do you do when other people provide 
negative feedback. You, you like to call it constructive criticism because it feels better, but it's like negative for corrective feedback. Uh, they, they call you out on something that you need to change, that you need to do differently. Um, how do you react? I got to be honest. I don't love it. Um, I, I, I welcome it because I want to get better, but I don't love it. I would rather just be nailing it all the time. Um, but I would ask you that question, like, how are you taking feedback? Are you learning and growing from it? Or are you just like flipping people off, whether you do that in your head or you really do that? Um, how, how are you taking that type of feedback, especially when you're triggered, when it's something that's like brings up the past or it's so frustrating to you or, or you don't like the person. That's an, that's a worse one, by the way, is when, when somebody that you don't like tells you something negative, like even though you don't, just because you don't like them doesn't mean they don't tell you the truth. Like they could be speaking truth to you. So, um, through all this, um, I, I learned a lot. I'm proud of the way that I handled the situation, which is cool. Um, I'm thankful for the way I've leaned back into it. I'm trying to change up some of my content as the result of that. Um, and, and I just feel like I'm in a better place. And so again, for you keeping this kind of short, sweet, and to the point, um, it may not be empathy, but but there's something else that maybe somebody's pointed out to you that you need to grow in, that you need to change, that you need to improve. How have you taken that feedback? I would encourage you to accept it, to work through it, to go to some other people and ask them how they feel about that similar thing about you, um, and then make the changes necessary. Uh, we want to get better. We want to be the best. We want to be the best people uh, personally that we can be spouses, parents, friends, children. Like we want to be the best in those areas. It's going to require us to take negative feedback and learn from it. We want to be successful business leaders, whether you own the business, you sell for the business, you are um, a finance director, uh, you are a um, uh, somebody that works in the mailroom, if they have those anymore, like wherever you are, you want to get better. And that means that we're going to need to take negative feedback, things that we, that, that aren't positive, that we don't love to hear, but we've got to learn to take it, to learn from it and then grow forward. Again, it doesn't mean we have to take everything as hundred percent truth. Use your wisdom. Um, uh, again, look to some other objective resources, but ultimately take it, be somebody that is known for accepting negative feedback and doing something good with it. With that, I hope you guys are enjoying the season of the podcast so far. We have had some phenomenal, phenomenal guests sharing just incredible stories of the journeys they've been on to learn from hurt, heartache, and tragedy, to grow from significantly challenging seasons of life and become better spouses, better parents, better leaders in their communities, uh, more successful professionals. Now, I'm just so fired up about the season uh, and trajectory that we're on. On. I would appreciate if you are valuing this podcast, we're up to uh, six or 700 listeners a week, which is amazing uh, for no other reason than it's a cool new number. I'd love to get that to a thousand, but that's going to require your help. If you value this podcast, if you value the, the, the conversations and the guests and uh, my input or my, 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 my stories and me sharing, 
please, please, please share this with somebody. Share the YouTube link, share your Spotify link, wherever you're listening to the podcast, share that. Share, uh, follow me on social media, uh, Instagram at RJM Sales Pro. We share all uh, all of the clips of the episodes there. You can share that on your social media. Tag me. Maybe I'll send you a gift as a thank you for sharing. But I would appreciate you sharing with other people so we can continue to get this word out there that in order to be the best us we can possibly be, we need to learn, we need to grow uh, through the journey that we're on. So thank you so much. I love you guys. Uh, I just can't tell you how appreciative I am of all of the support Support. questions, comments, feedback. I welcome it all. It doesn't all have to be negative just because this episode was, but if that's what you got, bring it and I'll be willing to listen to it. If you got an idea for making the podcast better, tell me. If you've got um, recommendations for guests, please share them with me. Uh, I want to just continue to make the best content I possibly can. So you are getting as much out of these 15, 20, 30, 45 minute conversations that you can. Thanks so much, you guys. Take care. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Authentic Conversations. If you are ready to live the life you've dreamed of, I'm here to help. Head to ryanjamesmiller.com slash podcast to begin your journey. And if this episode impacted you in any way, pay it forward by sharing it with someone you know. I'm Ryan James Miller, and I'll see you next time on Authentic Conversations.